Excellent. Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of Anime Bullshit with your fabulous hosts, Joe and Evan. I'm Joe. What's up, Joe? What's up, Evan? Oh, not much. Um, so, last episode, we talked about, uh, Brunhilder in the Darkness, and then we decided that this episode, we're gonna talk about No Game, No Life. No Game, No Life is great. Yeah. But, you know what's not great? The Crunchyroll app. (laughs) Uh, On my PS3, it was the worst. It, while I, while I was, uh watching No Game No Life, um, every time on every episode it'd get ten minutes in and it would skip right to the next episode. That's weird. And I was That's like, pretty fucked up. I was like, please stop. Please stop. And then I'd have to stop the episode, go into my queue, click on uh the previous episode, and then skip to the time I was at. Huh. Got annoying. It used to lock up like that for me on the the computer uh, using the web browser app. I would be I would play like half of an episode and it would just stop and it would just not load anymore. Yeah, and it would just take me right out of the app. I'd be like, oh, I'd get kind of aggro at it. Um, but <laughs> it's a good show, man. It is a good show. It's a really good show. So anyways, um, let's, uh, time to bullshit about No Game, No Life. Uh, what makes this show so great? And I'll start off by saying, uh, the main characters are pretty much two of the greatest main characters I've ever seen. Yep, I would agree with you on that. Uh, They're both fantastic. We got Sora and Shiro, um, brother and sister, um, like, I guess, video game just... Otaku, Neats. Uh, Neats, yes. Um, first thing you see them playing their uh, computer game with their hands and their feet. They're both controlling a character, two characters each, to be mm-hmm. a fourteen party called Blank. And their thing is that Blank never loses. And Blank never loses. And, and they. Yeah, exactly. They don't lose. <laughs> <laughs> they don't lose. They're amazing. People think that they're cheating, and it's not implied that they are cheating, but it's implied later that even if they are cheating, that that's all part of the game. Exactly. And um, I just thought it was, it was just a... You know, we talked about it a little bit before, and you were kind of like... Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember you saying it kind of like this. You thought there was going to be a weird relationship between Sora and Shiro with the whole brother-younger-sister type deal. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and they, it's it never reaches that point, but I you can see where I was coming from only seeing the first, like, two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but after so long, they're they're not... They're not weird. No, no they're just, um, they're just, uh, they, they go on to say, like, um, they can't be without each other, um, based on, you know, they prom, they made a promise to each other. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm, you know, 
we still there's still not much uh, backstory on the two. All we know is that they're really they're really bright when it comes to being like strategy uh, when it comes to like games, any kind of game, chess, cards, um, video games. They're really good at the strategy, um, and they can pretty much beat anyone, and they're willing to bet anything um, on their ability to play games. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't know much about, you know, their past or anything like that, but I feel like that will come into play, um, and especially after episode 8, I think they're you know, there might be some flashback moments to them in their childhood, maybe something that's happened in the past that has, you know, maybe might be, you know, come to haunt, you know, one of the two. I'm not trying to spoil much because it is episode, you know, episode eight um, is when you start getting into some big more in story, uh, into the story kind of spoilers. That kind of might ruin it for some people or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, we won't tell them, but um, exactly. I agree. The The only thing we really know so far is that they're, they're step-siblings. That uh, Sora's dad remarried uh, Shiro's mom. And that she made fun of him the first time that they met, and he knew right away that they were going to be like tight-knit, that she was... A smarter than the average person is essentially how he puts it to paraphrase. Right. And I just want to go into saying that uh, No Game No Life has made some of the greatest uh, anime references within this anime. Um, like um, in the bath scene in like uh, the second episode when he throws the phone, you know, because the whole idea is that I'll I'll take a step back. The premise is <laughs> I, I have to in order to for this to make any sense. Gotta set it up. Yeah. Um, well, uh Sora and Shiro, really good at video games, they end up getting an email saying, like, do you, have you ever felt like you don't belong in this world? And then uh a, like a chess game pops up on it and they're like playing the computer or whatever. And then uh, after some time, they finally beat the chess game, and then they get sucked into this other dimension, dimension, other world, whatever you want to call it. But they uh, get sucked into this world where this world lives by uh, a code of like 10 rules. And I had to pull up the rules onto my computer just so I could, you know. Um, there's no war, rule number one, there will be no war or pillaging, um, it's forbidden in that rule, all disputes are to be resolved through the outcome of games, um, in games, wagers will, will be made on what both parties decide to be of equal value, unless contrary to rule three, uh, the game content and the things wagered do, do not, do not matter. Um, the challenge party has the right to decide the contents of the game, an oath. Um, so basically, there's 10 sets of rules um, that everything is going to be you know, decided through games. There's no, there's no war, there's no murder, there's, there's nothing. 
Yeah, and the rules are absolute. So they can't be it's it's not like the real world where you can break the the commandments or whatever it is that your laws you can't break them if you lose and you it just the world itself is what forces you to give up your end of the bargain and um there you can cheat it's just if you are caught um cheating then and then you know um they're able to say how you cheat you know because there's been times where they're like i'm not sure how they're cheating but they are cheating but i will figure it out and so then you know you can't cheat unless you unless you don't get caught cheating kind of like how you know regular cheating works i guess <laughs> right but it's allowed it's actually it's allowed and all of the races in the game do it um Immanity is supposedly the worst at cheating, and that's why they're the worst, considered the worst, uh, race. Um, but okay. So going back to my to my point, so they're just uh, you know, they're two humans, and they go into this world, and they get uh, put into the humanity, um, kind of race of the world, which is more or less just humans of the the new world that they're in. And they bring with them like their cell phones, their iPads, um, they're they're just their little gadgets that you know. I guess every normal human being has to survive these these in this you know age we're living in. But there's a bath scene, and this was when I first noticed that they were doing an anime reference, and uh, he wants. Uh, to get a picture of the girl's boobs. And he's Stephanie Dola. Yeah. Not his sister. Not his sisters. Just Stephanie's boobs. And he throws her the phone and she picks it up and she goes, What on earth is this? And uh Sora's face changes into Doraemon, who is an iconic uh figure in Japan. And he goes, It's uh it's a magical device from another world. You know, um, and I was like, "Oh, that's a Doraemon reference." <laughs> and then um, later, they did a JoJo bizarre bizarre adventure reference, and I was like, "Yep, I'm hooked on this show now." <laughs> that's all it takes for Evan. All it takes to make for a me. JoJo reference, and he's like, "Yep, I'll watch it to oh. the ends of the earth." <laughs> it's over every episode. Every episode's the best. <laughs> yep. Um, but there was other references. They they did a Miyazaki reference in an episode. Um, where they see like a floating castle and they're like oh so Laputa does exist and then it cuts to them and they're dressed up like uh, Patsu and Shita from uh, Castle in the Sky and I was like oh this is great yeah there was a lot of really neat there's a lot of really neat stuff in it that are it's the small things you know and you notice a lot of the anime references and stuff yeah there's it's all really the enjoyment out of the the show is all the small stuff in it mm-hmm. you know, like that, that you find the, the little quips and stuff that they make about the world that they're in. It makes it really enjoyable. In the second episode, you get so much of the whole, uh, you know, like when someone gives you a list and they're like, you know, like if I'm starting a new job and they're like, okay, here's all the rules. It takes a little bit to kind of memorize the rules, but like, 
these guys, once they kind of get into this new world and they know what the ten the ten laws are of the land, you know, they uh, they make an emphasis like in episode two to kind of go through each one of those rules. And um, there's a um, one of the rules is uh, to bet something of equal value and Stephanie goes to the room and they're going to play rock, paper, scissors. And he wagers that if they win, then Stephanie has to fall in love with him. Yeah. And, um, it's a great sequence, uh, that happens. And like, they just, he explains, they explain so much. Um, and like Stephanie is like, I you can't, you know, how can you win that? How can you win me falling in love with you? But um, I loved it because, uh, you know, he ends up winning, and she's like, "Well, I can't fall in love with you." But like when she starts looking at him, it goes into like stethoscope, <laughs> and it's like he looks all like. Uh, well drawn out like a um i want to say like someone from free that anime about people swimming yeah like he that's his like art style his art style changes and it like, reminded me of a uh, of a uh, watamode where she imagines herself when she thinks of herself and she always thinks of herself as being pretty yeah even though they they always portray her as being this homely person yeah and she imagines herself it's the same sequence she looks at him and he's like beautiful all of he's a sudden beautiful all like, of a sudden um and then there's like roses around the around the screen and it, i just i thought it was hilarious i was like this is like it's the art direction is very uh, well done. And I'm, you know, someone's probably like, yeah, that's how it was in the manga. But you know what? I don't read it. So I thought it was awesome. <laughs> well, and a lot of the times that kind of stuff doesn't get, it doesn't translate well. Right. You know, they don't and like, necessarily keep all that kind of subtle art humor. Yeah. And I'll just uh, touch base on this real quick. Um, a good example of that would be uh, the Full Metal Alchemist original anime. Um, didn't have some of that ma- uh, manga humor like uh, Brotherhood did. So you lose some things, you get some things. But like I said, I really liked it. So if it was in the manga, then you know, even better. Because so if you're a manga reader, then great. <laughs> right. It's actually, yeah, the show itself has made me almost want to look up the manga and see how long it is. Because like Brunhilde, it's just got such an interesting plot. You kind of want to see how long it's going to take them to get through it. You don't want it to be really short. Right. You know, it's and that's I think that that's a really good indication that it's a it's a good anime is that it's it's not one that I think, oh man, I can't wait to see the end. Like, I just want to see that I'm ready to watch the journey. And, you know, you can take that for whatever it is, but I, I don't, it's one of those that I don't really want to see it end yet. I, I obviously want to see an ending, but I just, I don't want it to be over too quick. I'm hoping that it, it drags out. But now that they're um, in the anime a couple episodes ago, they started... Uh, fighting other races yeah and 
I don't want it to now be a quick progression. Although it's been a couple episodes and I haven't fought another one, but their episode eight is essentially about them setting up the fight with the the werebeasts, which are just animal people, and they're super excited about that. And like the first major fight, um, the chess game, um, there was there was a time I was like, oh man, I can't wait to watch this, you know, chess fight, and then it's like it starts halfway through the episode. And then it, you know, like most shows, it builds up to a suspense and then continues on to the next so that it makes its viewers, you know, want to watch the next episode. So then, you know, it kind of does. And um, I just thought like that whole, the the chess, uh, the way that they kind of reinvented chess to kind of work into the world, you know, it kind of gave a good setup on how um games are played and how cheating kind of works in the world um yeah like the uh, uh imani don't can't use magic they're they don't they don't have any magic capabilities um but like the elves do and the werebees do like um uh it is said that the werebees can read people's minds and make people forget and um there's just it's you know it's supposed to be styled like how like a video game would be like you have different races each race kind of does has its own little perk so um and you, i guess you could say you know the better the perk the high, more higher ranked they are and because um as you said earlier you know the the Imani are really bad at cheating, um, so that's why they're lower ranked. And you could also say because they can't use magic is why they're kind of really bad at cheating. They kind of they kind of rely on the wits and um, the strategy of things, kind of like how uh, and how Sora and Shiro do. Well, the best uh, the best example for me came in uh one of the episodes after the chess game and about how the humanity actually thinks of games and she's just the steph stephanie dola is betting pretty much everything she can to try and beat uh sora right shiro yeah sora uh at a game and so she thinks that the games are all dictated by some level of luck. She keeps saying that there she'll pick a game that he has no way of knowing the outcome of, you know, and it just progresses to be, you know, from one game to the next, starting with blackjack. And then he mentions counting cards and it goes down from there. She finally, the last game that they play is she points her fingers at two birds and she's like, all right, we'll bet on when those birds are going to take off. Yeah. And she's like, I say 30 seconds. And he says, okay, I'll bet three. And he picks up a rock and he chucks it at the birds and they fly away. And in the game logic, he didn't cheat. The bet was not whether either one of them, like it wasn't without us interfering. That wasn't the stipulation to the game. It was just when they fly away. And so it's more about uh sora and shiro being 
at that higher level of thought process and hoping that they can get humanity to get to that higher level of thought process where things are not necessarily luck based that nothing is luck and he mentions opening a new deck of cards and having the ace of spades being at the bottom and he says what's the chances of picking the ace of spades out of a deck of cards you know and she rattles off the statistic of a shuffled deck and he says right but if it's a brand new deck then it's like a 98% chance that it's the bottom card and so if you don't know that then you're at a disadvantage i mean it's a difference of you know just some astronomical uh amount and so he's trying you know it's really it's indicated really heavy in the game that they're or in the show that they're trying to explain to the side characters and stuff that even though all these people use uh even all these races use magic to cheat that humanity can win because their knowledge is vast because they're a weaker race that they can use that to their advantage to think of the games differently than what their opponents may think of them just by simply using knowledge and not depending on cheating you know using magic and stuff yeah and i like i liked that and uh there was a great sequence when they meet uh the frugal or is that i that's the what frugal. i frugal yeah the 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 angelic creature um and they play they play the game with her and i i can't remember what the game was what 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 they called it but it reminded me of um in yu yu hakusho i classic anime um but there's like battle there's like a battle of the wits where and it translated so poorly into english is what i remember but like um they'll say uh a word or a word or a sentence or, or something like that and then like the first the first letter of the sentence that they use uh gets uh uh, eliminated from the alphabet so it cannot be used ever again so they have to keep change you know when they say something next it has to be different it can't include this and i'm trying to think of what they actually called the game but yeah i don't know what they called it either but he explains at the you know he uses the um the uh uh sun tzu uh the chinese war dick or war you know the the warmonger or whatever you want to call him um the guy who's really good about military strategy from china who wrote the art of war um <laughs> sun tzu um that all battles are decided you know before the war has started and like you know they play this whole game and then uh she keeps thinking she's like oh i have them and he's like oh no but i thought of this and you know he like before he even made the first you know said the first thing he already knew what the outcome was going to be like he they that's how like sure 
you know, that's how their minds work. Well, in the game that they play, uh, anything that they say becomes a reality, too. And so if you say, like, oxygen, it's not only the, the letter O is not removed, oxygen itself is removed from the game field like the world right yeah and i was trying i was trying to think how that game that game worked and i was just it just i just kept thinking about the the yu yu hakushu game because you know that was like the letter was gone so then when somebody said something the next time it just it just kept disappearing until you couldn't even make a sound and it was right but yeah you're right yep and the the idea behind it is that if one of the play if the f- one player dies then the other player wins you know as well and as also if they can't make a move if they can't say a word so yeah he uh i liked he right away he's like all right well let's see hydrogen bomb and she uses magic to shield him from being destroyed because his initial thought process uh, that they explained later was that she wouldn't let him lose on the first turn because she was so interested in him being a uh, like from another world, and so it's true. And she can't shield after that because she already erased the word from. Yeah. So he tricks her into using a word that may not that humanity may not have known existed. And she does. She uses her magic right away. <laughs> he tricks her into using it right. Yeah, away. and it's it's just funny because like when I was what you know I don't I don't think I'd ever have a kind of like a thought process like that, but like it made me think of my boss because I'll be sitting in like my boss's office every Friday and he's just talking about strategy and strategy and strategy, and like. Some people, you know, it amazes me how some people think and like they're always thinking, you know, five steps ahead when, you know, some people like me have trouble thinking one step ahead. I just try to take things, you know, one step at a time, whereas, you know, you you get a perfect example with this game, how, you know, I like when they were saying the chess, you know, he's memorized all the possible outcomes for a chess you know, for a chess game. Yeah. So it's like as soon as, yeah, and that's going, um, going first and going second. As soon as the your opponent makes their move, boom. You know, he knows every move that's going to be made. So it's like right. you know he ha- you know it's it. I want to use it. It kind of makes me think of like, you know an autistic, you know, high functioning, you know, kind of memory like that. And yeah. Yeah, he's they're both supposed to be like that and it's it's neat. I I give whoever wrote the show credit and the the manga because having the ability to come up with those steps ahead of time to even write it is that they're way smarter than me. Yes, yes. Uh, agree <laughs> like <laughs> but i don't even i don't even pretend to know to to have thought of what the outcome and of, you know what of each situation is going to be i've had i've had thoughts like that when like playing like um a telltale game 
Like, I give kudos to those people who come up with every single possible outcome for the video, you know, for, you know, how you, what your choice is or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's just, it's, it's really, the, the show is really well written. Yep, it's brilliant writing. So. It's really good. It's probably the best written show of this season. And the characters for me are the most likable. Yeah. And like, yeah, you know, just whatever thoughts you have during like the first two episodes, it kind of just disappears and just haven't thought about it. So it's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's definitely one that I recommend to I'm going to keep watching. You know, I recommend it to anybody. Uh, if you I don't worry about the the quirkiness between the brother and the sister that's just kind of part of the story they don't go anywhere like weird with it and they make a point to show that um he's not interested in her like that like he likes girls and other girls he immediately like uh when he's talking to to stephanie immediately goes for that guy instinct of i'm gonna make you mine you know and then uh the what's her name jibril right the the the, the fuglo yeah uh he he kind of does the same thing he's just super excited that it's another species of that he can and then like when he the the hue you know the otaku kind of comes out when he hears about uh the war beast and that they're like furry basically they're furries and he's excited for the for the furry women like to just see them and pet them he sees uh that uh uh, izuna and he starts like petting her ears yeah in episode eight and she's like why are you touching me asshole (laughs) (laughs) but they good they do a good job of making shiro curious too and she's very supportive of of Sora in like his quest for at first they make it seem like she's not mm-hmm. but as soon as he makes it known that he's not trying to like they have separation anxiety from each other and so you know as soon as he makes it clear that he's not trying to leave her just alone he just would like to not be uh uh virgin neat anymore yeah (laughs) he's in a world where all of his otaku dreams can come true yeah and so uh she's totally supportive uh in the episode where they're playing the word game uh, they continuously start getting rid of articles of clothing but one of the first things he does is get rid of any like uh full nudity aspect so like nipples so like like nipples are gone and stuff like that and so he everybody uh the females become nude, but there's no nudity actually in it. Yeah. And she's like in full support. He's like, what do you think of me now, little sister? Being smart enough to take away the nudity before the nudity happens. And she's <laughs> like, good job. <laughs> yeah. it's Their, their brother-sister relationship is like not one I've seen or heard of, you know, um, right. lately and it's it's different and i think it's it's pretty it's pretty good yeah i was worried that there was going to be like a some kind of like orimo of course every you know there, everyone there, watching there it wasn't. would thank god thank god there wasn't a, you know 
I didn't need it. Didn't want to drop no game, no life from the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this, uh, the show is, um, it's going well. Um, eight episodes out guys. Um, so you still, by the time you're listening, if you're listening to this, like this week or whatever, um, you, you got some, you got a good time to catch up and not have to binge it. But, um, if you're listening to this later, um, check it out. Um, not, you know, there's nothing to go wrong with just checking out, you know, the first five episodes of this anime. Yeah, you'll if you make it through the first couple, you'll probably make it. You'll want to watch all of them. Yeah, it's the stylization and the way that it's animated and the way that the characters act. It doesn't change. The show's consistent, which is really nice. And every episode is is has something going on that furthers the plot. There hasn't really been any kind of like bullshit filler episodes yet where you're just like, all right, we could have done without this. And they did a good job of making sure that almost every scene is important, too. Unlike we were talking about Brunhilde in the darkness where they were like, you know, you had the bathhouse scene and you had the which is way longer than the bathhouse scene in this. And they use it to further uh, Stephanie Dola's character. But there is no, like, where they're then outside in Brunhilde in the darkness, and they're doing essentially the same thing. They don't do any of that. Everything that they do in the show furthers the show. Yes. It's all, it's all for the show. And, yeah, there is fan service, you know, um, but they don't go out of their way. Uh, it's not like High School of the Dead fan service where it's just fan service for for literally no reason at any time it's yeah it's when the situation would arise that there could be fan service they go for it and that's fine right and um so just uh i want to just end my final comments on a high note uh show's great and i about lost it like i was laughing so hard when during the the chess battle, um, uh, the chess pieces have a will of their own. That's kind of like the the thing during this chess game. So like the pawns, you know, depending on their leader, you know, you tell a pawn to strike a knight and the pawn is going to, you know, was kind of scared. And so you kind of have to rally your troops in this, uh, this chess game. And so... Um, I know where you're going. Sora, uh, <laughs> Sora rallies his troops by saying, "If you make me king, um, and fight whoever fights valiant, uh, valiantly in battle will earn the right to bang any woman they want." And just all the chess pieces go, "Yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> What a cause to fight for. <laughs> it works. I was just, it brought a tear to my eye. I was laughing. I was like, oh my God. Yep. And there's a lot of, like, it, that's, he gives this whole speech and then that's what his offering is. And you're just like, oh no. <laughs> it's so perfect. But that's what's great about the show. And I, I'll say that it was. That was a great part too. Yeah, yeah. and there's lots, lots of those. There's there's the a lot show. of parts like that, but like that that's one that kind of stuck out to me. 
And I was just like, oh, man, this is that was funny. My favorite running joke in the show was where they start using Steph as like a derogatory term. Oh, yeah. Stephanie. And so they're like, oh, Steph, you're just being a Steph. (laughs) And she's like, did you just use my name in like a derogatory way? And they're like, whatever, you're just being a Steph. You're just being a like, Steph. Wow, Steph, we thought you were a Steph, but it turns out you're not. <laughs> and I like it because in like the next episode, they only did it once, but it's something that I've always wanted to like, if I write a, a television series, I want to include a joke like this. And it's like in the next episode, um, he uh, uh, Shiro calls uh, Sora a Steph, just like briefly. Yep. Just as like, wow, you're such a Steph. And Steph's like, you're still doing that? Yeah. You're on that still? <laughs> and like, I don't know, like, this is just my wild idea. It's just, you know, for, for writing purposes, is to write something in an episode and where like the person is like, I don't know how I don't get it. And then just like randomly, like four episodes down the line, they're like, ha, ha. They start like laughing to themselves and they're like, what? And they're like, I finally get this. <laughs> like, <laughs> got it but yeah so the show's great it's got a lot of fun moments in it and it's a it's a good time and i was like at first i was like joe what am i watching and then like after episode you know into episode two i was like all right i can i can dig this and it definitely helped with the the jojo references so yeah well i don't steer people wrong on anime Captain Earth. Captain Earth. <laughs> Solid or not. Solid or not. <laughs> uh, so, Evan, what are we going to watch next week? Um, I've been wanting to... I watched the first episode of it, and I really want to watch the rest, and it is uh, Ping Pong. Ping Pong. Ping Pong. All right. Or as the Chinese pong. call it. Ping pong. Ping pong. I uh, great joke. I uh I'm excited now. I saw the preview for the Adventure Time episode that the guy who made ping pong is directing. Yep. And it looked just kooky and out there. Yep. And it and I was like, good. I hope the whole ping pong show is just like this. Just n- weird. Uh Matsumoto, um, who did the the manga series for ping pong, who um he did the manga for Tekken Concrete, um, which got adapted into a movie, which is great. Um, Tekken Concrete, and you know it, they the art direction is done so well that you know the manga and the anime are just like it's just like animating each page, and it's it's beautiful, and the opening song is awesome, and. The opening sequence is awesome, and it's just really unfortunate that Funimation uses Hulu for streaming videos, <laughs> or else yeah. I would have I would have binged it. I would have binged all the episodes that are out right now. But um, so I'm gonna have to do that now. But so next week we will talk about um, ping pong, ping pong, ping pong. <laughs> so all right until next oh do you have any updates on an anime before we leave no nothing nope. all right guys nope. um until next week it's been great see ya bye, bye.